Hello and welcome to the Brickade Blitz, the show where we talk about as much football as possible and this is going to be one of the toughest weeks to do it uh, because there is only two games to talk about uh, and we don't even have a game next week to properly preview. Um, so, as we all know, the Pro Bowl interrupts the consecutive weeks of football, so we have the Super Bowl in two weeks' time. So, yes, we are talking about the Championship Games and then the Pro Bowl, and we'll uh, see how it goes from there. Uh, I am your host, as usual, the unusual Greg, unusual underscore Greg on Twitter and Instagram, and hopefully having far finished his paracetamol, uh, is a co-host with a headache or something similar? No, I've just got a bit of a cold, so like snotty and keep having sneezing fits. Um, but yeah, I'm Smith, which is at DRS underscore on Instagram and Instagram only. Uh, yeah, one of them got stuck on the back of my throat and it, it tastes horrible. I am so sorry. Uh, if you need uh, two to four working days to recover from this, uh, you can let me know at Brick Cave Blitz on Twitter and or Instagram. Uh, do, you, do you like what I did there? Yeah, nice plug yourself. If yes. <laughs> Selfish? I'm plugging our joint social media. I don't care. Put me first. Put me before the pod. No. Oh. <laughs> I only keep you around so that the pod is more interesting. <laughs> like, if I had a choice, I would take you out of it. Uh, <laughs> that Jesus. was really harsh. That was really harsh. Um, I'm joking. I'm joking. I'd find a replacement. Um... <laughs> Can I overdose on the eight tablets I have left? Uh, not in a reasonable time. Oh, fuck. I think it would. I think you'd actually die of liver cirrhosis first or some shit. Yeah, and it would be a very slow and painful death mm-hmm. and I would force you to record the whole time um, <laughs> <laughs> so yes uh, we had two games this week the two uh, really important games the championship games for the AFC and the NFC um, we have the AFC game kicked off first this was the Kansas City Chiefs going to the number one seed Baltimore Ravens um, and it kind of got a bit dicey in the first half uh, with who was going to take the clear advantage. Um, you know, both teams had some issues on offense and defensively they were there was a bit of a struggle. Uh, Chiefs went into the half um, in the lead, seventeen to seven, and unfortunately for any neutrals. Um, this then turned into a defensive slugfest, uh, with the only points being scored in the second half uh, being a Justin Tucker field goal in the fourth to make the final score 17-10. to 10. Um, So yes, in favour of the Chiefs, the Chiefs are going to back-to-back Super Bowls. Can they win them? Um, I know a lot of people are very disappointed about this, hoping that, you know, the AFC was going to be a bit shaken up this year. Um, but considering that the Chiefs really have had no out-and-out wide receiver one uh, for this year, the kind of emergence of Rashid Rice um, and 
I mean, on the day, Travis Kelsey was uh, peak Travis Kelsey. It might have been the best performance he ever had. Uh, 11 receptions of 11 targets, 116 yards, one touchdown, and that touchdown was incredible. Uh, Isaiah Pacheco really holding down the run game. Uh, Not doing much in terms of, like, average yardage, but he uh, took 24 carries, really ground that clock down, and uh, scored a touchdown for the team as well. Um... Ravens run game was not really where it needed to be the majority of the carries and the yards coming from Lamar Jackson even though they have good running backs in Gus Edwards and Justice Hill uh Justice Hill had you know a poor day uh overall uh only three carries for three yards uh Gus Edwards had three carries for 20 yards so you feel that there was a bit of a game to be had uh in that you know maybe take some time off the clock for the Chiefs offense don't know what to say. Um, Jay Flowers had a great game. Five receptions for 115 yards and a touchdown. But a crucial fumble uh, into the end zone and just gave it right back. Uh, Smith, what was this game to you? Was it um, you know an offensive kind of mistake or was the defense just stiffen up in the second half and what do you think about the rookies a flowers going into this game um and and how he kind of stepped up in his first championship game i mean stepped up is a, is a big word because two i think one of the biggest mistakes of the games really were down to him yeah uh like obviously as far as i'm aware you know like if, if you're a receiver or somebody you know who is on the offense? I'm pretty sure you like you're taught not to reach because it's a lot easier to get punched out and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Massive mistake. Obviously, literally a single touchdown. This game is a draw and going into overtime. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, you know, like things could have happened after that and all that crap. But yeah, that that is a big difference maker. And then you know the uh, taunting penalty. Yeah, was yeah. A bit. A bit stupid, especially like when you got that close to the end zone again, just push, pulling yourself back. It's like take two steps forward, one step back. Mm-hmm. You are going mm-hmm. forward, but you're just making it so much harder for yourself. Yeah, um, yeah. Like obviously, he's he's turned into you know the wide receiver one, but I do think you know like with the progression of Lamar this season, I think one of the things he's sort of been made to do or um at least told to do is spend a lot more time in that pocket yeah um and i think on the day that that kind of fucked him over a bit because he obviously this the chiefs defense has been like the only like good part of this team all all season really they have been able to put put consistent pressure on and been consistently aggressive in their defending yeah the second that like pocket closes they were able to just, you know, just seal him in type of thing. Whereas Lamar Jackson last year would have already been out of that pocket and maybe would have at least got a couple of yards um, out of it, just getting out in uh, out of the sideline type thing. Mm-hmm. So I, I guess that kind of fucked him over again a bit. But yeah, I, I, the, the progression of the, the team and you having these receivers... You kind of do want to use them. You don't want to just leave it up to your quarterback, and that's it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I thought fucking, I thought Mark Andrews would have a much bigger impact on this game. Um, I mean, he got a hundred percent of his targets, but there was only two targets for fifteen yards. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, that like the everybody but Zay Flowers on the receiving game seems really like lackluster, um, and I, I can't say that the Ravens' offense just wasn't completely on it on the day. I just I do think that you know the Chiefs' defense has been good and was able to put that pressure on and oh yeah get those reads like the amount of times there'd be like a screen pass to Justice Hit. Justice Hill, and by the time he's like, literally looked, so he's looking the right direction to run. The defender's already around his legs. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. O- also on on the Ravens side of things, they do an excellent job of shutting down that run. Um, especially is it, is it Patrick Queen or, or not Patrick Queen? Uh, Raquan Smith. Raquan Smith. Yeah, yeah, zero. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He had a great game defensively. He's. I don't know how. Like he has such a talent for being able to get through the smallest of gaps of the opposing O line to just shit, shut things down as fast as possible. Um, yeah, it, I don't know how he does it, but he had a great game. Yeah, it, it's one of them. Like like you said at the start, a lot of people are disappointed with the Chiefs. I think a lot of people are, are like more hating on the Chiefs because of the whole like. Oh, the the new Patriots with a Brady dynasty type mm. thing. The reason that like I didn't want them to win this, and I'm pretty sure I explained it in the episode when I was on my own last week, mm-hmm. is because I I don't think they've got a, had a good regular season. So I didn't think most of the time through the season that they deserved to, to go this far. But yeah, it's it's just one of those things that, regardless of who they've played and who they've got the wins by, they made it to the playoffs. Yeah, absolutely. And and they're a playoff team. They are a good playoff team. Yeah, this is this is exactly what I was saying to a couple of other people. It's like, you can be one of the worst Chiefs teams in a long time. And I genuinely agree. I think this is one of the worst Chiefs teams that, you know, are in this kind of modern-day Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid era. Um, and it kind of doesn't matter because you've just got something special if you got Patrick Mahomes you've always got a chance if you got Travis Kelsey you've always got a chance no matter what these guys seem to be able to do um, they just seem to be able to find ways to win games and that's the sign of a good franchise is that you can have the worst game but as long as you find a way to win it you're a special team and as I say when they get to the playoffs that they just seem to make stuff happen. Yeah. Um, I mean, th- this was said in, I can't remember if it was like right after the game when somebody was, you know, talking, or at halftime or something. They were obviously talking about the Chiefs and they were literally like, this is where their experience comes through. Yeah. You know, there's, there's certain teams who, like, so for example, the game we're going to get onto next, obviously Lions haven't been in a playoff game for 30 years or something. Yeah. Sometimes it's a bit panicky of like, you know, we need to keep going. We need to, be, whereas. The Chiefs have been here before, so especially in championship games. Is this yeah. four in a row or more? Six in a row? I think it's like four out of five years or something along that lines. I think they missed one. I think they've been to the Super Bowl four out of five years. I think this is their fifth year in a row at the championship game. Looking it up now. Yeah, it is because I rem- I remember the the image afterwards. Obviously, Chiefs getting this win. It's Mahomes on the Iron Throne from Game of Thrones. There's three Bills helmets, one Dolphins helmet, and a Ravens helmet on there. 
This is six in a row, yeah. Six in a row. Right. Who the Because the 2018 was uh, Patriots Chiefs. 19 was pa- uh, Chiefs te- Titans. Uh, 2020 was Chiefs Bills. 2021 was Bengals Chiefs. 2022 was Chiefs Bengals. Yeah, it's one of the Bengals games where they didn't get through to the yeah the actual uh, Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah, it was twenty twenty one when they didn't get there. Yeah, um, one of the things like I'm I'm finding a bit weird about this stat as well. Obviously, you know Travis Kelsey. Mm-hmm. As far as I remember, going into halftime, so like his stats at the moment are eleven of eleven for one hundred and sixteen and a touchdown. Mm-hmm. As far as I remember. Going into the half, it was 11 of 11 for 111 yards and a touchdown. So one, I don't know where he got those extra five yards from. And two, that technically means he wasn't used in the second half and they were still able to just keep the Ravens out. So like you said, that clearly turned into more of a defensive game. Yeah. Um, I can't help you with that one, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> yeah. The thing is, I say, when I was talking about the second half, it definitely felt like both defences were like, no, we just got to keep the opposing offence off the field. No matter what happens, we just take... If we have to lose time, we lose time, but we're taking them off the field. Um, and nobody wanted to concede an inch. Um, which is why I kind of think that the running game would have come in handy for uh, the, the Ravens at that moment. Um, just try and take some time off the off the clock, give your defense a break, um, you know, yeah. just kind of try and run it down a bit um, and go from there. What I mean, you said about Zay Flowers, I, I, yeah, I absolutely agree with. He did make two of the biggest mistakes, but also he was kind of the only explosive spark for the mm-hmm. offense on there on the field. So yeah. he was simultaneously almost like the villain but also the hero of that of that offense. Um yeah, I don't know. There's just so many people around him that couldn't really get going um to to give this offense um you know a, a bit of a spark other than him, I think. Yeah. I mean, it also shows of like um when they the Ravens had the ball because I mean, possession time 22 and a half minutes for the Ravens, yeah. 37 and a half minutes for the Chiefs. Yeah. Um, yeah. So obviously, Chiefs had it a lot fucking more. When yeah. they had the the ball, like if you um, don't include Lamar Jackson's run, because they, of when they played their previous game in the divisionals, there were some actual designed QB run plays, whereas yeah. these were all him scrambling away. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Um, so if we take them away, actual running plays, there was only eight running plays. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's not enough. Yeah. Um, Considering the other team's running back on, or that one running back ran it yeah. 24 times, yeah. and you've got it eight between two running backs and one wide receiver. Absolutely. Yeah, that, that that's another reason that I, I feel like they were trying to force the pass a bit too much mm. rather than letting it be as fluid as the team can can be yeah. and has been in previous games. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, yeah. also, I think we should mention, you know, Lamar Jackson's pass to himself. Yeah, for 13 absolutely. Yards. <laughs> what should have been an interception, but 
got very, very lucky with it being deflected up, him catching it, going from there. As I say, there were some incredible moments in this game. Um, you know, that, that kind of uh, Mahomes like lofted pass to um was it Tr- Kelsey for like the first down to to kind of start that process um there was co- obviously there was some incredible moments um i just yeah it just feels like i don't know if you'll agree with this one the ravens were trying to conserve themselves for the next game rather than going all out on it yeah yeah i i I would kind of agree with that, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I can't really find an argument against mm. that. Um, yeah, because otherwise, yeah, I think they would have used the like tight ends more than trying to force these deeper balls to yeah. wide receivers like OBJ and Aguilar. Um, so yeah, yeah, I, I agree with that. Yeah, yeah. Um... OBJ's an interesting character. He's played for, you know, a number of teams. Some of them look like Super Bowl contenders. Some of them didn't. Um, how much longer do you think he's going to be able to stay in that kind of that that kind of frame of being able to elevate teams? I mean, elevate. Oh, I'm not. I'm not really that sure. But he can do. I know for a good while because he's in a wide the wide receiver pit position which lasts quite a while compared to other positions on the yeah. field I think he could definitely be that like that one year contract guy for a good few years yeah but I, yeah a difference maker type and elevating the team maybe like with experience and knowledge and passing it on but like with without himself actually getting the ball that mm. much maybe yeah um, a good few years but him actually being the, the that guy's always open safety net gets great yardage mm. most games he's in the game I don't really know um, I think he's had too many injuries because when, oh, when yeah. he out for a full year yep the last time he had that injury uh, was it ACL or something it it was something like that yeah um, and then he had a bone fragment that he would only get removed if somebody actually signed him so he sat out the 2022 season. Yeah. Yeah, so... Yeah, I think just because of that, he's obviously a lot he, like more prone to injury. Yeah. I don't think teams would risk him as much. Okay. And obviously, if he was... I don't mean, like, risk him as in signing him, but I mean, mm-hmm. like, if you're on a team who primarily push, like lets their DBs go back into the backfield and then make contacts for minimal yardage with big hits or try and force a fumble type thing. That's their play style rather than going for interceptions or passes defended type things. Yeah. You're not really going to play them against those guys. But I think, you know, definitely as an experienced player, as passing on knowledge to the next generation type thing, you would have him on, yeah, your roster as a year thing and wide receiver three type thing. Okay. Uh, I think he's got a good few years because I think it's, it's noted that in the, I don't know if it was the championship game or it was the actual Super Bowl game that he was in with the Rams, and then obviously this game, he wasn't like walking off or crying. He was consoling teammates, and even in the Rams position, mm. he was con- uh, consoling a, a member of the other team. Um, yeah, I can't remember who it was, but yeah. you know, 
just yeah okay so rephrasing that question then has he done enough this year to re-sign with the Ravens next year or if you're the Ravens are you looking to develop you know the the Zay Flowers Nelson Aguilar sort of team with Mark Andrews and then draft a couple of weapons in the 2024 draft yeah I think uh, yeah if you're freezing the question is in has he done enough to be to be kept so he has a spot so he's always on the field when yeah. he's healthy hmm uh, with this team yeah I'd probably say yeah okay you know like they don't obviously use the pass as much and have been trying to force that play style a bit more this season but he has been you know reliable yeah I mean I'm trying to think who they've had in the past who obviously it was one of them that like these, there were certain players that if they could get fucking open Jackson could have got the ball to yeah but they couldn't get open so he had to run all the time yeah Um. so yeah I, I guess yeah with his his knowledge and skill set, I'd say, yeah, he's at the very least wide receiver three material. Okay. There we go. Yeah, there we yeah. go. All right. Him, Flowers, Aguilar, or maybe you know a a top wide receiver talent if you can get a, a good one in the later picks. Um, and then yeah, with Mark Andrews or Isaiah Lakely, because I think Lightly has been a great fill in for Matt Andrews whilst he's been out. Mm-hmm. Develop it that way, yeah. I think it's quite sorted, really. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Um, if if the, the the Ravens can keep themselves, you know, relatively similar to what they are at the moment, we could definitely see the Ravens back in this situation next year. Um, I think that's kind of a, a given with how they played in the regular season, how they, you know, handled the Texans. Um, but as I say, they just could not break the uh, the Chiefs' charm, so to speak. Um, yeah, I think the the biggest change for him at the moment is the defensive coordinator has gone to Seattle. Is that Mike McDan- Mike McCarthy? M- Mike McDonald. McDonald, that's it. Yeah. Um, is he going for the actual? I can't remember if he's gone for the actual head coaching position. We'll find out. Uh, Seahawks. Uh, yeah, as head coach. There you so, go. Yeah, of their, I think they're the biggest part of the Ravens. Yeah. You know, um, success this season has been their outstanding defense because they led the league in like. Um, Sacks, I think it was sacks, interceptions, and tackles for losses, or something like that. Mm-hmm. Okay. So they got like a triple crown for it. So you know, with, with the person who was sort of heading that defense going away, you know, it, there could be a bit of a decline next season. But if you keep in most of the players that you've got, yeah, at least they have the experience and yeah, experience of that type of defense. And I'm, you know, I'm guessing as you know, you progress through the league, you you get more knowledgeable and uh, quicker at uh, noticing plays as they happen and everything. Yeah. It just comes a bit easier. So There you go. Let's hope there that isn't go. too big of a, a knock to that defence because it is a great defence. 
It is indeed. It is indeed. Um, not going to spend too much time talking about the Chiefs because uh, we are going to talk about them in the future um, for at least another week, maybe week and a half. Um, but what do you see about this defense um, that you can say, right, well, if they're going to win the Super Bowl, it's going to be because of this? Uh, we've already spoken about the ineptitudes kind of. Or, or the strengths and weaknesses, I should probably rephrase that as, um, on the offense. But what what is the defense doing absolutely right uh, that you think can lead them? I think what I've kind of been noticing is their, the weirdly the, the spatial awareness on the defense of like mm-hmm. plug plugging holes and gaps. You might not be getting the tackle, but you're forcing a runner to go somewhere else and. If you know, if you're not getting like a tackle for loss, or at least you're denying them the yards they could have got if that hole was open, type of a thing. So I, I guess that's the biggest thing. Um, and obviously they've got they've got a lot of experience on defense. So just like I said, their like ability to read plays on the fly, it, it's obviously uh, at a high standard. Yeah. So, and and again, that kind of concludes to spatial awareness because you could be a guy you know in the backfield as like a safety or. A, a cornerback, but if you recognise the player, you're like this is a fucking run, you're coming down straight away, so they're getting minimal yardage and helping out. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Nothing more to say about that, I think. Yeah. Um, unless you've got anything more to say, we'll move on. Uh, no, no, no. All good. Fantastic. All right. Now we move over to the NFC Championship game, uh, which was played uh, as the Detroit Lions go to San Francisco to take on the 49ers. This was a massive massive potential upset uh with detroit going up uh 24 to 7 going into the half uh with a mixture of excellent offensive plays and uh massive defensive uh interception and stops it was yeah a real real momentum swing in the lions favor um however coming out of the half the 49ers made exactly the adjustments they need to score 17 unanswered points um in the fourth they put up 10 to go up 34 to 24 uh and then giving forcing the lions into a situation where they had to score a touchdown and get an onside kick they scored the touchdown with uh 58 seconds left on the clock or something similar to that uh unfortunately they did not pull off the onside kick and the 49ers done exactly enough to run the clock down final score as you might have guessed 34 to 31 um smith what was the big adjustments that the 49ers made uh to close down that gap uh, or what did you see that was not there in the first half that was then in there in the second half for the 49ers see I, I don't even I don't think that they made like that big of adjustments I think they just kept a level head okay there was no panic about like oh we're down by this much we need to force things it was just do your job do it well keep and, and things sort of went their way because it, it was more the mistakes that the Lions made that yeah. helped them out about like straight out the half what was it a, a, a failed fourth down conversion mm-hmm. a fumble and then having to punt like the, the three of offensive uh, goes in a row <sighs> yeah they just weren't there was just too, 
too many issues with the Detroit Lions in the second half offensively. Um, now, I don't know if that was, you know, San Francisco putting more pressure on Jared Goff. Or it was just, you know, communication issues. So, uh, I, I know a, a big thing out of this game is people complaining. It's like, you should have just gone for the fuel goals. Yeah. Rather than going for the fourth downs. But I was looking into this and, like, in the fourth down situations, they were about, like... The field goal would have been like a 50-ish yard field goal or maybe like 45-plus. Uh, apparently, their kicker at that range has a 45% chance to make it. Okay. That, that's what he's done. Whereas their fourth and four or less percentage is 75%. Right. So, technically, when you see it in that way, their odds were to go for the fourth down because it works better than getting the field goal. Yeah, yeah. I get what you mean of like put points on the board, but the, the point getting the points on the board is riskier than doing the fourth yeah. down. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, I know people are going to that, but like when I saw those stats, it's like okay, I do kind of understand it, and I get that on the field. And I think Jared Goff said in his interview after, it's like I liked that Campbell did that because it showed that he had faith in the offense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, absolutely. And I think that's that's crucial to this team's DNA. Um, you know, they're not a team that's going to easily take, you know, the the the, the road most travelled. They are not afraid to just put people in uh, and trust the the process and you know what they've been doing. And as I say they have gone for more fourth downs over the time that Dan Campbell's been in charge than any other team that I can that I can name sort of thing. Um, but again, yeah. you know, you got to give credit where the credit's due. The owners have backed Campbell. Campbell's backed Goff, um, and and so many people on that team. You've just got to hope that they were able to keep the key players, the key um, you know staff that they need, and try and do it again. Yeah, I mean, I think that was said in the uh, like by the commentators as the game yeah. was going on. The fact that Dan Campbell isn't one of them that like. If fourth down doesn't work, he's not going to abandon that play no. as if like, oh, that one time it didn't work, which means it's never going to work. Yeah, he 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 knows his team. He believes in his team. There's a chance he's going to take it. Yeah, he's uh yeah he's got big cojones. Uh, in that he regards. has indeed. Yeah, um, yeah. So yeah, yeah. Uh, to yeah to answer your original question, I guess maybe the, the like the defense, especially like the line and the linebackers, stepped up pressure wise. But apart from that, I didn't see any like monumental changes other than okay. them not panicking and just keeping a level head yeah, for it. Yeah. But that that was kind of it. I'm kind of uh, agreeing with what you said as well in, in part, like where the Lions almost kind of beat themselves by not converting where they need to convert. Mm-hmm. You know, when they go into the half, you know, so far ahead, um, and then turn over and downs allows them to score a uh, 49ers to score a touchdown a fumble which then allows the 49ers to score a touchdown a punt which leads to a Jake Moody field goal a turnover and downs which allows the San Francisco 49ers to score a touchdown and almost like well at that point put the game out of reach um so it's just yeah it's it's they they did allow themselves to get beaten um in that kind of fall you know kind of format um but i don't think you can really blame a lot of these people i mean jamal gibbs rookie 
with the fumble, you know, much like we saw Zay Flowers with the fumble, Jamal Gibbs with the fumble. Um, the defense done exactly as best as they could. You know, Rodrigo, a guy we've talked about as, you know, I think a, a fifth or a sixth round pick. Um, nobody expected much from him in his first season with the Lions, and now he's in this game, he's in the championship game, comes up with an interception, a pass deflected, Aiden Hutchinson having a great game as well, you know, kind of being all over the place uh, with that. Um, but I say, I just think that, I don't know whether the game was just too big for them, or again, we're just talking about experience, where a lot of these 49ers have been exactly in this situation, you know, a lot of them a year ago, um, yeah. when, you know, they had that heartbreak where Brock Purdy would have potentially taken them to the uh, Super Bowl um, if he hadn't have been injured in that game. So, you know, a lot of these guys came back for that game um, and, and just took it to the next level. Um, it's A lot's got to be said for this team. You know, Christian McCaffrey doing everything in his power. Um, a combined 24, you know, carries and receptions uh, for a total of 132 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, Brandon Ayuk had a great game. Debo Samuel was a fantastic outlet. Um, George Kittle, you know, a bit quieter with the receptions, but we know what he's capable of doing and we know what he does when he's in coverage sort of thing. Yeah, um, I mean, like, I, 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 I think through the, the first half, I was like, Jesus Christ, Kittle's not been used at all yet. But then I, I was seeing clips of, like, he was able to block Aiden Hutchinson one-on-one. Oh, yeah. And... and pancake hutchinson in that that yeah. block yeah so he it's not like he wasn't being extremely effective uh anywhere else it's just he wasn't in the past game in you know for the first half he was yeah. uh he was helping the uh the passer out because you know they were they were obviously putting on a lot more pressure in the first half and that could have been why san francisco weren't able to put up those points and they just maybe adjusted us slightly around that and that's what helped them in the second half I do also yeah. remember second half, Detroit, you know, tackling wise was pretty pathetic. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, that's that's something I I meant to bring up as well. Yeah, uh, much like Green Bay did uh, against Forty Niners, the tackling just went to shit. Um, there was a couple of attempted shoulder barges, um, no wrapping up whatsoever. Um, so yeah, no, I completely agree with you. Yeah, well, well remembered because I say I was about to let that one go. Because I, I mean, even that one, like I think we should, we should mention the Brandon Ayuk touchdown. Yeah, that if he would have wrapped him, like uh, like defending the pass in that way and wrapped him, they both would have gone down together. Yeah, but he yeah. didn't. He tried to do like a a bounce off, and it just stayed yeah. in the air. So yeah, yeah, instead yeah instead of putting his full power, like a lot of a lot of these defenders. I think because of you know the the old you know days of football where mm. everything is you know like say Ray Lewis absolutely knocking you off your feet every single tackle type thing. I think even though that's like not allowed, a lot of them are trying to do things like that. Yeah. I, I guess yeah. to also make a name for yourself at the same time. Yeah, um, absolutely. But, you know, like sometimes, honestly, even if, you know, they gain a yard out of it, if you just wrap the fucking legs, yeah. it's better for them to gain one yard every single play and not get the, the first down 
then you shoulder barge them, bounce off, and then they get three yeah. yards. Yeah, absolutely. And I say when you when you're talking about wrapping up legs as well, even if they manage to get out of that, you've slowed them down significantly where some of your other guys are able to to come and help you out and finish off the tackle. Um, That was one thing we saw in the Chiefs-Ravens game is, uh, I can't remember who it was now, Uh, they wrapped up Mahomes' legs, didn't take them down for the sack, but then there was able to be a breakthrough from another defensive lineman um, to actually finish off the sack. Uh, And it's just about that, that kind of slowing down of uh of teammates you know just to allow your help sort of thing so yeah i I, yeah one thing to 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 take away from a lot of these games uh, especially in the championship is just wrap up finish tackles don't try and be clever don't try and do this that and the other just fully commit to a tackle yeah like i think it's one of them that like i think we as as people you know non-americans do think you know the American thing is like I've got a dream I'm gonna go for it where like I think in in the UK it's more I have a dream and it, it's sort of like all right lower your standards type thing yeah um, whereas like I, I think sometimes they yeah tr- try no matter what to make this big play happen and like sometimes it's not about making those big yeah. plays it's just yeah, doing the fundamentals correctly. Yeah. Like, they want to be seen and make a name and get the big numbers and all that type shit, but, yeah, it's not it's not the way to do it. And I, honestly, Absolutely. I think, especially, like, with Debo Samuel, him playing against uh, Gardner Johnson, that was a little feud going into this. Okay. Because, uh, apparently, you know, like, Gardner Johnson doesn't see... Like doesn't think of Debo Samuel highly as a wide receiver and stuff, and uh, because of this little feud that's been going on, because um, I think he I think he like tries to bait him on Twitter and stuff. Um, there was a big thing about obviously you know Gareth just going into this going into halftime, like already waving at the San Francisco fans as if like bye bye. Yeah. And then there were certain things he fucked up so about like. That, yeah, he, he fucked things up in certain situations that, you know, I'm not going to say are the reason that they lost the game because there was mm. other things, but, you know, yeah, it's part yeah. of the reason. It's hard to blame one player for, yeah, for yeah. anything like this, um, but, yeah, you can absolutely see it. Absolutely see it. But, yeah, it's, it's a tough one. It's a real tough one. Um, but I think... If anything's going to come out of this, this Lions team is adverse um, to kind of negativity. They will take it and there'll be, you know, a chip on their shoulder for next year. Um, So we'll just have to see how that goes. I think it's, again, one of those situations where if they can retain the likes of Ben Johnson and Aaron Glenn... um, Have you not heard about Ben Johnson? I I think you did tell me... um, but I didn't know that it had been confirmed, confirmed. Yeah, it's confirmed. He got okay. offered a job by the commanders and turned it down to stay at the Lions. There you go. There you go. Because um, uh, Eminem tweeted saying, I'll stop recording that diss track now. Thank you for staying. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Um, um, I think Ben Johnson's important, but I think Aaron Glenn being the defensive guy, he's, he's the much... Not, not more important guy, but I think that defence relies on his scheming um yeah. I to, mean, to work as efficiently as possible this this year obviously both sides have been great 
yeah. but last year the defense was the thing that was letting them down so that's the thing that's like having to be built up the most so yeah. you want to kind of keep that as consistent as possible it like if, if you're trying to build it up and then lose stuff the next year it's like starting all over again yeah. So you want to keep that as consistent as possible because, yeah. in all, I think that's where they should look in like the draft this year. They should be looking at higher defensive players than okay. offensive players because I think they've got a great offense. Like maybe add an extra wide receiver in that room, but I, apart from that, I can't see what else the you know is at fault here. The O line's good, like even backup O liners because they've had that many O liners injured. Um, I'm pretty sure. Wasn't there a third stringer on there at one point, and they were still yeah. able to hold the ground and everything? So maybe like an extra wide receiver because they got good running backs, good tight ends. Um, yeah, but let's not forget about the you know what what running back situation they had last year. You know they had the highest scoring you know running back with um, Jamal Williams, and they let him go. So I don't think there's a hesitancy. If they see something they like in the draft, to let a guy go. Obviously, yeah. we're not going to be talking about Jamal Gibbs going anytime soon because I think he's been a really explosive running back in this league. Yeah, it's um, more Montgomery. Like, yeah, Montgomery's the one at risk in my head, um, but I don't see why he should be. Uh, yeah. I completely agree with you. But yeah, um, de- defensively, like backfield wise, I think that's the their biggest yeah and need really for next year. If they get some young, skillful players in there. Thing is, yeah. though, I don't even think that's you know a hundred percent where their their weakness is. Kirby Joseph's had a great season. Mm-hmm. Brian Branch has had a great season. Uh, Gardner Johnson, as we said, like had exactly impact sort of thing, um, and you know maybe let the moment get to him. Um, if Asu Melifanwu is a is a name that's um, been about since I think like the twenty twenty one season. Um, and just been, yeah, a, a really solid player. Potentially not the most explosive or the best player on this team. But, I don't know. I think, I don't know that there's a mega amount that you can change instantly with a draft. Because considering most, you know, cornerbacks and safeties, when they come into the league, suck. Um, that's the potent- That's the position that, normally takes the most amount of getting used to uh, from college to the NFL. Um, So if you're drafting a cornerback or a safety in in the 2024 draft, you're not expecting that player to be good until the 2025 season. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, the the way that I looked at it originally, like, I was thinking, um, maybe, like, they need some. Uh, some new is in draft or in free agency get some more experience in that backfield. Yeah. And then my next sort of thought was, right, Hutchinson's on the edge. They got some good linebackers, but the actual like defensive line is in like tackle wise. Yeah. I don't think they're um as as, as big as put for putting on pressure. That's fair. Which you know like like we've said from multiple teams in the past. When certain teams have that one guy, it's a lot easier to double team him and give yourself some time. Yeah. Whereas, like, we've we've had teams where, especially like, let's look at the Steelers. Like when Cam Hayward and yeah. T.J. Watt and uh, is it Alex Highsmith? Highsmith all healthy. Yeah. Who who are you gonna block? Like somebody yeah. is getting through every time. Yeah. Um. So maybe that's a, a point to look at. Um, yeah. In, yeah either like draft free agency wise um 
But yeah, I I think yeah, Lions are, Lions have got to be back in the playoffs next year. Like the amount you can see like their uh, record improving over these past yeah. three years, it's just ridiculous. And like yeah, from from last year's where it was, oh the the defense just let that many too many points through. That's why they didn't get to a certain point. To now being in the championship game is a ridiculous improvement. Yeah, yeah. It's just a shame that they're not going to improve next year. Um, you know, they're going to come through as the fifth seed at best. Um, so it really sucks for them. Sorry about that. Are you saying that the Packers will lead the North again? Oh, the Packers back, mate. The Packers back. <laughs> okay. No worries. It's um, our division. We lent it to the Vikings and then the Lions <laughs> for one year each. As if you'd leave anything to the Vikings. Hey. It was the end of Aaron Rodgers' career, okay? If anything, he, he was never going to go out gracefully. <laughs> um, yeah, um, is there anything you like, want to see on the San Fran side? Um, um, Fox San Francisco. Uh, go Chiefs. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like people people are saying that they're, they're bored of this matchup. But, I mean, I'm not really that bored of the San Francisco because I feel like it's changed so much in the past few years. The NFC has definitely been the bigger uh, swing uh, champ conference, hasn't it? You know, because this year it's the 49ers. Last year it was the Eagles. Year before that it was the Rams. Year before that, wasn't it the wasn't it the Niners back then? I think it was um, the Niners back then. Well, yeah. I mean, I think the the Rams either divisional or championship game that was against San Francisco, wasn't it? Uh, possibly. Think so. Let's find out. 49ers, 49ers. Yes, it was against the 49ers. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, I, I guess that they've they've sort of been, I'd say, like akin to the Bills, you know, in these divisionals and championship games most years because mm. I feel like, but like, I I would say you know like when they had Garoppolo, they were nowhere near as good of good, good of a team. Yeah. Especially on offense. So like t- to me, this is this is still still fresh. Yeah, it's just you know the the, the Chiefs thing. I, I I don't care that they're back here again. I just I care more about you know how the season went. So I I feel like them getting the record that they got to get to playoffs in the first place was a bit bullshit. Yeah. But that that's kind of it. I mean, I mean when I was talking to uh, Sam and somebody else in the club after training one night, I was saying like obviously out of the four teams. I was like, the the Forty Niners have to win it this year, overall, o- otherwise they're not they're not winning it for a long time. Whereas yeah. Detroit and the Ravens, because of the players they've got, and they you know don't have this fucked up cap space situation, could run it back next year quite easily. But the Forty Niners oh, yeah, have this year to do it, and that's kind of it. Yeah, unless they have some very very unselfish people. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. There we. Do you think they would have built that like type of culture there, though? It's difficult. It's difficult. Because I can say from the outside, you know, there's there's a reason they put all of these guys together. Um, you know, there's there's they, they must have done something right. And it's not been, you know, empty the coffers. Um, but also, you don't know what kind of incentives they have or, you know, how the the contracts are going to 
grow exponentially or stuff like that. You know, you can't say what's been said behind closed doors, but, you know, with the likes of Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle, you know, Christian McCaffrey, Juszczyk, all these kind of guys, these are absolute stud players that could easily be uh, the first on the roster in in, in any other team. Um... So yeah, these are I say there's a lot of guys on this team that yeah I I kind of agree with you. It's a win now situation if you know the cap isn't the cap. Sorry, the the team isn't cap friendly. Yeah, yeah, I completely agree with that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. That's what we're we moving on to. Yeah, yeah. Um. I mean, so actually, just 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 jumping off that. Um. Mm. So. I think it might have been after, you know, this championship game that they won, uh, that Mahomes was in in his press conference and I think somebody asked him something like, uh, why do you guys, why do you think you're back here again and or, or something like, like, are you expecting, you know, a massive contract in your future because of your success so early on? Um, and his answer was something like, "I've I've made enough money. I don't care about the money. I'd mm-hmm. rather take a decent contract and aim for rings." Yeah. Um, which you know obviously seems to be working for them. Like, the, yeah. Obviously, the wide receiver core has been a big issue, but they've still been able to win games. Um, but then, like that same thing that I was listening to, was going on about certain plays. So one of them was Aaron Rodgers. Where he won a Super Bowl early in his career. Yep. But then since has took big paydays. Yep. And I'm, I just wanted to like ask you: Do you think that like th- this is a th- actual thing that has really hindered teams where they've had this star quarterback or a star? One hundred percent. And it has really, really fucked them because they've been a bit more selfish. Hundred percent, absolutely. Because I think it, Brady the, was the same as Mahomes, right? He didn't play exactly the same. Exactly the same. He took pay cut year on year. Um, especially when he got to the Buccaneers, I think he took a pay cut nearly every year he was at the Buccaneers so that they could reinforce certain aspects of the team. You know, if Brady was one of those guys that because of his success in, you know, at the Patriots, he almost like was talking to the owners of the Buccaneers, you know, about where he was going to spend the money. So, you know, there's there's talk on the grapevine of he was in a he was in the room and he basically said, right, I'm going to take a 10 mil a year pay cut. I'll sign a new extension, take 10 mil off my cap space for next year if you go and get a defensive end or, you know, if you go and get me a good left tackle sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, and he'd always have a couple of people in mind. Um, and I absolutely think that Mahomes is, you know, because, I mean, let's not forget, he also had an MLB contract. Um, he's, you know, made a lot of money with the Chiefs. And it just sounds like he's, yeah, not taking it to his head. Whereas you go to the Aaron Rodgers situation, which is a, a situation I'm all too familiar with, we hemorrhaged guys um, to give Aaron Rodgers, I think it was a... I think it ended up being like something along the lines of like forty million in cap space in yeah. one year, um, I mean, and I believe that was thing, the wasn't it like just just getting rid of jets like if you didn't get him by a certain date or something like that you still owed him like it when well, twenty thirty mil something like that so it was, it was if we'd have kept him then. past the deadline I think we'd have been on the space for sixty mil. 
Jeez. Um, but yeah, you know, when... You, I think when you had the 40 mil uh, a year deal, the, the cap space had gone down to 180 million. So you got to think, about a quarter of your cap space that you're supposed to be spending on 53 players plus practice squad plus all the guys that you signed in the off season that didn't quite make it you have to allocate some amount of money to that you have to also have some amount of money you know free in case you have a lot of freak injuries and stuff like that so you have to be able to get guys in at a moment's notice you have to have money available for that to have that amount of money on the books for one person who has had arguments with the head coach who has you know publicly made a lot of opinions known about the the team about this about the other about the lack of respect you know when the whole Jordan Love situation happened where they drafted he came out and said he didn't know what was going on he'd never been in the loop yada 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 is this me out you know there's a lot of drama and you're paying a lot of money to keep him at the franchise it just it has a negative effect on it. So, you know, when you also lose one of the best wide receivers in the game in Devontae Adams and go from there, there's a lot of pressure on this team when you don't have a lot of money to try and get people in. And there's only so much you can say, like, look, come play with Aaron Rodgers. We can give you vet minimum. That's all we can offer. And it's like, no, I'd rather go, you know, the DeAndre Hopkins situation. I'd rather go to Tennessee, play with you know, a subpar quarterback sort of thing, get a bit more money to see me into retirement. Yeah. You can have, have situations like that. One guy there. Exactly that. Exactly that. Um, whereas, you know, teams like uh, the 49ers, the Chiefs, the Patriots going into the Buccaneers, when you have those guys that are humble, that are accepting of the situation, like, look, at the end of the day, I know I'm one player out of... 60 70 people on this squad i'm not the reason we're gonna win but i'm damn well gonna be part of the solution to how we can win um and that's really incredible for this sort of thing which is why when i'm hearing situations like um right now when's going on with the packers that jordan love is a humble guy that he's coming out and saying right well we need to boost up the team, we need to do this, we need to do that, we need to do the other. It's reassuring as well when we get into the 2021 season when a lot of our dead cap is going to have been washed away by getting rid of Aaron Rodgers. Um, the Elton, I don't know, Elton Jenkins, David Bakhtiari contract might not be as substantial because he's worth a lot of dead cap to us at the moment and he didn't play this season. So yeah, there's a lot uh, going on like that so these big money guys just need to realize if they actually take the pay cut early get more rings they'll be in the situation for longer there'll be a high you know they might not be the highest paid quarterback in the league but they're going to be one of the highest earners in the league over the mm. long time yeah because i mean like when i like was thinking about this there was a few players that was like they don't really like in my mind suit that image of i want the biggest money possible like yeah so, for example, like, I know the big ones are still, like, Kyler Murray, Deshaun mm-hmm. Watson, Justin Herbert, mm-hmm. Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert, to me, like, as people, don't, like, to me, I'm like, they don't really, st- they don't feel like they'd be, like, those greedy types. 
Yeah, Justin yeah. Herbert's a weird one. I mean, you've had relatively no success with the Chargers. And then all of a sudden... I, I, I don't know whether this was maybe a situation to try and keep him at the Chargers. Like, you know, stay with us, please. Possibly. We'll make you the highest paid quarterback. Um, and we'll go from there sort of thing. I don't know whether it was maybe that sort of situation. Um, but as I say, as a quarterback at the Chargers, you have showed so much promise, but able been able to convert none of it. Um, you know what I mean? It's it's a difficult situation to justify Justin Herbert being one of the highest paid quarterbacks. Deshaun Watson is another one that leaves a sour taste in people's mouths. You know, he was fantastic when he was at Texans. He, you know, there were so many passes that I was envious of that we could see him doing almost Patrick Mahomes style stuff before Patrick Mahomes got into the league. Um, and then obviously he sits out for a year. There's so many sexual abuse allegations sort of thing. And the Browns go and give him this contract, throwing Baker Mayfield to the dirt sort of thing. Like, you're the guy that took us to the playoffs for the first time in X amount of years. you done this, you done that. Um, but, yeah, we're going to go get this other guy. It seems really, really bad for that. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. And, and I'll say, capitalising on that Baker Mayfield stuff, I think he's humble enough at this point to do something special at the Buccaneers if they can just um, spend some money wisely. Yeah. I mean, like, actually speaking of you spent, saying spending money wisely, I think some of the Herbert thing might actually just be with the their GM. Just, he seemed to, like, throw cash around yeah. as if it was nothing, like, just over the past yeah. couple of seasons. And I think that's going to, regardless of who they keep, that's going to fuck them over these next couple of years. Yeah. Um, I think Harbaugh's the right guy to get into that environment. You know, he can settle a lot of things down. He can reallocate some resources sort of thing. He can bring in some good staff. Um, I think in the next two years, we're going to see a very dangerous uh, Chargers team. Whether or not they can do anything in that division um, is is yet to be seen. But yeah, I'm, I'm just not convinced by the Chargers setup. Yeah. Um, just going back to Brady as well, something really funny that I heard was, obviously, you know, Belichick hasn't been hired yet mm-hmm. anywhere. Um, he could go to, like, a college team. I think it was the Wolverines that were mentioned. Michigan, yeah. Yeah. Well, they've um, just lost Harbour, so yeah, they're th- looking for a head coach. I think it was mentioned that, like, he could go there, and because Brady has been retired from the NFL, he's no longer a professional athlete, he is now eligible as a college, collegiate athlete again and could go back to Michigan. What the fuck? Yeah, like it the way like the way it works in the like sporting system type thing. Obviously when they're in the NFL they can't go and play for college or whatever or, and they have to be out of the NFL for a certain amount of time before they can come back to college if if you know they're not going to sign new contracts and stuff but yeah. Apparently Brady has been retired long enough that he could go back there, so they could <laughs> reunite again, but at a college level. Uh, uh, mm. Yeah, obviously I don't think that's going to happen, but it was just no, funny I just, that, that, was, that is a yeah, possibility. I mean, I just don't see how that works. Yeah. Okay, fine. Yeah, I mean, you... you I mean, imagine you, the NIL yeah. money he'd get. <laughs> oh my God. He'd make more in a season than he ever did with the Patriots. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. 
that was ah uh yes yeah do you want to talk about some pro ball people i mean no but yeah go on then (laughs) so let's just go over the 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 nfc that we were struggling to find a confirmed list of who's actually going and everything so we're just going off the instagram posts that the nfl uh account has posted as confirmed players and we think it's confirmed as if they've landed in orlando already and they're like practicing up for the the games or whatever but uh yeah nfc wise we've got jalen hurts mika parsons puka nakua uh amon ra st brown jason kelsey baker mayfield aiden hutchinson geno smith and uh jimmy gibbs that seems like a, a very small list yeah, well, I mean, the, the post can go max up to 10, yeah. so yeah. that's why I'm saying we couldn't find a full list, so we're just going to go off these for now. Yeah. Uh, we were saying beforehand, it was meant to be um, Dak Prescott and Matthew Stafford as the backups, but for some reason they're not going, and the reserves were Baker Mayfield and Geno Smith for the mm. NFC, but they are going, so... I think there's some rumours around, you know, they're not going because of injury or something. Yeah. Um, yeah. One thing I had been told is that Kenny Clark, uh, inside uh, tackle or lineman sort of thing for the Green Bay Packers, is now on the roster. So I don't know whether there's been some injuries or some people taken out because of the Super Bowl to lead to that. Um, but yeah, we. I say this is just the speculation that I've got. Um, couple of guys to mention. Obviously, Puka Nakua getting to the Pro Bowl first season completely fucking deserved, and I genuinely think um, he, he's he's got to be like some. He's got to be an offensive rookie of the year. Um, I, I I say I, I know it's going to be a tight one between him and CJ Stroud, um, but with so many things going Puka Nakua's way. I just think he's going to be that guy. Um, Amon Ra St. Brown, another great season. Um, and proving that he is the better of the St. Brown brothers. Um, yeah, I'm not really sure what to make of the uh, quarterback situation. Um, but yeah, I, I've seen worse quarterback rooms at the Pro Bowl. Yeah. Um. Um, yeah, and then on the AFC side, just quickly check in. Okay, right. Yeah, you got CJ Stroud, uh, Tua, who, you know, still can't say the last name. Go on, give it a try. No, it's not even written down, so I can read it. Tagovailoa. There you go. Uh, Jamar Chase, uh, Sauce Gardner, uh, Derek Henry, uh, Tyreek Hill, Stefan Diggs, uh, both Raquan Smith and Patrick Queen of the Ravens, mm. uh, David Njoku, and DeForest Buckner. Uh, those are the 10 on the Instagram. Well, technically 11 because they were able to con- include both Raquan Smith and. Um, Patrick Queen in the same image <laughs> for this. The odd one out for me there is Derek Henry. I don't think he had 
anywhere near the season that he should have. And I definitely think there are running backs in the league that deserve to get there more. I mean, so just looking at the list from Wikipedia, he's apparently supposed to be reserve along with yeah. James Cook. And the starter is supposed to be Raheem Mostert. Yeah. But like we said, because we can't find who's confirmed. Yeah. Don't know what's going on with that situation. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I guess they've just used the bigger names that they could for those posts. Yeah, true. More than anything. True. Um so yeah, once again, what's going on with Derrick Henry yeah. for next year? Let's say, I, I've I, I remember being so hyped for the uh, for the Pro Bowl games um, a number of years ago, and every year since, my anticipation and hype for them has just died down um, to the point where. I think last year I only watched like the highlights of it, um, and I don't even know whether I'm going to bother or what I'm going to watch this year. Obviously, to you know, to talk about it in the podcast, I'm still going to do it. I'm still going to force that through, but it's not something I'm like super excited about. Um, but yeah, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, I mean, I think the first year we started this, where. Um was the first year that the actual like AFC versus NFC game was was it touch or flag? Or was it touch to begin with and then they changed it to flag the next year? I think it was I, I know it was definitely it flag really, last really year. Fucking slow at one point. Yeah. As if they were only allowed to, allowed to go walking speed or something like that. Yeah. Um, I can't remember whether it was touch Oh, something like that. But as I say, I remember. As I say, I think the last time I fully remember the Pro Bowl was when um, was it Peyton Manning was retiring or something along that lines, and him and his center were retiring, so they done that snap. Yeah. Was that oh, Jeff Saturday? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. Well done. Yeah, yeah. Because now the way that they do it is they have Peyton Manning. And I know it was the same last yeah. year. Eli Manning for the NFL. Coaching the Chiefs. Yeah, coaches. coaching the teams, yeah. Um, um, but yeah, I think it's, it's mainly just skill contests, the dodgeball game. And then, yeah. as far as I'm aware, it is you know flag football again this year. Offense has 15 players and defense has 14. Um, I don't know if that's on the pitch at the time. Um I don't think it will be because if I remember last year's, it was five on five on the offense, five on the defense at the time. Oh, it's a, if I remember rightly. So yeah, uh, twenty-nine players per conference. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fifteen offense, fourteen defense. Um, seven v's, seven v seven on a fifty-yard field, so it's not even a full field. Yeah. Um, Twelve-minute quarters, running clock stops at two-minute warnings. There you go. Um, yeah. Drives start on a fence's own five yard line. Four downs to reach midfield, then four downs to score. Yeah. There uh, you go. Oh, and it's um, pack conversions from five yard line are one point. Pack conversions from ten yard line is two points. And they're the updated rules, apparently. Yeah, because I remember. Wasn't there was something last year about kickers being absolutely fucking pointless last year? 
Yeah, possibly. Did they adopt the uh, whole ruling of, um, like the XFL type thing, where if you did it from a certain distance, you get more points than a two-point conversion type thing? Or Maybe. Was it just, you know, for the fun of it, we're just going to two-point convert every single time? I think it might have been for the fun of it, we're going to two-point convert every time. Because I remember, I, I think it was a situation where, like, they were interviewing one kicker. And he was like, yeah, I'm, I'm basically just here to eat hot dogs on the sideline. And then he <laughs> got called up to actually go and kick something. He's like, I was not expecting this. I was not warmed up for this. I'm going to throw up my hot dog, dude. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, yeah, we'll, uh, I guess next week we'll talk about, we'll review the Pro Bowl. And preview the Super Bowl. Yeah, we'll review whatever we actually watched and whatever we cared about. Care is a word you can use. Alright. Yeah, paid attention. Watched. To. Yeah. Um, thank you, dear listener, for joining us on another episode of the Brick Cave Blitz. Uh, we have had a lot of fun today. I hope you have as well. Uh, I've been your host, as usual, the unusual Greg, unusual underscore Greg on Twitter and Instagram. Joining me, as always, it's Smith, which is out dearest on the score, 994 on Instagram and Instagram only. And don't forget to follow the podcast at Brick Cave Blitz on Twitter and Instagram. Um, for myself, let's go, Pat, go. Brick Cave Blitz. <laughs>